0: This is the Gomaluku podcast.
1: Uh, thank you very much, uh, Dossi. And now I would like to give the floor to Ghazali, who is the Indigenous Coordinating Body from the Pacific region, as well as the Secretary of the Indigenous Coordinating Body, uh, to give us the topic of today, uh, selection criteria and mechanism. Gazali, you have the seat.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Aminato, and good morning, good evening, and good afternoon uh, to you all, uh, where you're dialing in from, appreciate you all joining in for the first, sorry, not the first, the fourth uh, virtual dialogue um, on the announced participation process. Um, Just before before I kick off this, um, if in an interactive dialogue, if you uh, want to participate, you're more than welcome to do so. Um, It would help the interpreters if you would, uh, if your connection permits to um, uh, um, turn on your video. So that um, interpreters know who is who is speaking. Otherwise, it's hard to find, um, yeah, the person that is speaking from um, a list of names. So if you if connection permits and if you could do that, then uh, it would be very much helpful for uh, yeah, the flow of this conversation and everyone else to be able to participate and listen in into the languages that they that they prefer. Um. So do we have? So today we're. And now, um, I realize that I'm on mute again. So, du, du, du. Sorry. one second before I share screen. All right. All right, so today today's topic will be um, selection criteria and mechanism and um, let me jump right into it so to so that everyone is on the same page um, in this conversation um let's let's backtrack it a little bit the uh, there was a ball of confusion there was some confusion amongst indigenous peoples as well as member states um, and that's also trans uh, transpired into the the enhanced participation process conversation itself? Uh, is it in these people's representative institutions or is it in these people's uh, representatives and institutions? Um, who is this process for? Um, if, you, so if, you, if you look back and you go through the, to the, the core of the, of the issue what what's kickstarted this whole enhanced participation process, then you would have to go to the ALTA outcome document. Uh, also, outcome document theme two, paragraph 10. Um, yeah, it clearly enunciates what Indigenous peoples wanted to come out of the World Conference um, outcome document, uh, which is a status for Indigenous peoples uh, that allows the direct participation through their own governments. For example, traditional councils and authorities in the work of the United Nations and put at, the, at the highest possible level. And in this case, we're referring to the UN General Assembly. Um, that, is the, that, that is the focus of this and participation process. Um, you've seen um, in the General Assembly resolutions, numerous council resolutions, that it has been shifted a little bit. There is, um, uh, when they it, when it discuss the topic, it is about uh, the enhanced participation of the uh, indigenous peoples representatives and institutions. Um, so we're now also, as a as coordinator body, we're also trying to make sure that the, the, the topic is more focused so that it's it's more clear uh, to member states as well as indigenous peoples what the purpose of this pro- process is. So for example, in the, the 2019 annual resolution of the UN Rights Council, you see that Um, paragraph 15 talks about the participation of indigenous peoples. Um, So that it it is clear that it's solely focused on indigenous peoples, even though they haven't capitalized the INP yet. um, That it is for the the representatives of the indigenous peoples, of representative institutions, Uh, sorry. So in, all, in short, uh, this is what we're aiming for, participation of indigenous governments or, or and all representative institutions at the UN General Assembly. And in this case, we're actually also focusing on the UN Human Rights Council. Uh, why the UN Human Rights Council? Um, because we're preparing for an upcoming workshop that is going to be held in uh, in Geneva on November 20th first until 24th so that it's in, which is in a couple of weeks at the united nations and it will cover the four topics that are derived from the secretary general's uh, report and the the topics that were discussed at the general assembly level uh, the four are venues of participation modalities of participation and now we have uh, arrived at selection criteria and selection mechanism These are two two separate um, the last one, there are two separate criteria. However, um, like many of these criteria, they are interrelated and, um, and they all have something to do with one another. And particularly the section criteria and mechanism, uh, we wanted to, to uh, combine them into one session uh, so that we have a clear overview or clear view of, um, of, the, uh, of the discussion amongst indigenous peoples when it comes to the, the criteria and the mechanism. And uh, so this workshop is uh, organized by the Office of the High Commissioner, um, and so not organized by the Human Rights Council, and which allows uh, Indigenous peoples to participate in, um, yeah, in their individual organizational capacity or as an IPO, Indigenous Peoples Organization, and not having to uh, accredit themselves um, or register as a, a NGO with ECOSOC status. Usually, the Human Rights Council. If you want to participate as an NGO, you require an um, an NGO badge that has Ecosoc status. That is not the case in this in the general workshop uh, because, um, yeah, the it is organized by the Office of High Commissioner, and everyone is um, uh, uh, even people that do have an NGO Ecosoc badge. Um, they're all, um, yeah. Uh, everyone should register for, for the, that wants to participate, that sh- should register for the workshop through IndiCo, which is the UN uh, platform for, for, for registrations. So we've been organizing it, and uh, so they've been organizing it um, in, and with the voluntary fund um, and in conjunction with the indigenous coordinating body. Um, so, the you've arrived at the fourth virtual dialogue. Uh, we'll be talking for two, two and a half hours about second criteria and mechanism. And before that, we had two days. Uh, one day we spoke about the participation modalities and and uh, venues of participation. And the first dialogue was just a mere, mere introduction on the participation process. All leading up to, yeah, uh, Uh, so that you can make an informed decision or be more informed um, about the participation process and um, but also more importantly the submission uh, deadline which is October 31st which is in a couple of days um, to provide your views on the four topics um, so that they they can be taken into account in the summary reports of the uh, expert um, workshop. to allow for uh, the most time to talk about the the most possible time to uh, to talk about the um, the topic, I'll keep the key issues very short. Um, and knowing that there will there's a lot of views on both mechanism as well as criteria, so let's start off with the selection criteria. Um, and these are some of the points. This is not does does not uh, try to preempt. I'll prejudge um, your views on it. just to give you an idea of what is being discussed, um, and this is just to uh, just an indication of what has transpired in the UN General Assembly process. And some of these elements are derived from the compilation of views that has been provided by the General uh, President of General Assembly in terms of the uh, Jan- the Annist participation process. So, in terms of criteria, because we're starting starting with that. There's a, a view that the, the, the criteria should be based on the, the provisions of the Declaration on Rights of Indigenous Peoples. And also an, an additional view that has been uh, made was that there should be a two-step approach. To first consider whether a group or people is an Indigenous Peoples, and then second to consider whether the, that specific um, institution is or representative institution is eligible for the status, so you see that there is two conversations that it would, that that could take place. One is discussion about criteria as as in like defining indigenous peoples, and the other one is a discussion on like what represents or what is a, is a representative institution um, from the uh, from. Uh, the vast majority of of indigenous peoples as well as the indigenous quoting body is we don't want to have a discussion on who's indigenous or definition of indigenous however um if you talk about objective criteria um they want to be established co- codified in a way then it should be on the representative nature of institution and not have having that discussion on um yeah who's indigenous and who's not um, there's also the view that the government institutions need to be recognized by their own indigenous constituents um, uh, over there. And there's was also a view of indigenous peoples themselves should determine the criteria for their representation. Um, uh, and when, if you look into the, the UN system um, in terms of selection criteria, uh, you can look into the enhanced participation of NAS, National Human Rights Institutions within the United Nations. Um, these, um, so they do have a selection mechanism and they do have their own criteria. And the uh, interesting part is that that criteria is not exactly uh, criteria, but they're their principles. And they're also known as the Paris Principles, um, of which uh, National Human Rights Institutions need to, um, yeah, hereby so that they can be an official NHRI uh, um, uh, recognized by the United Nations. The selection mechanism, and we'll go into that um, um, in the next uh, in the next slide, is interesting as well as and that's something that that Indigenous peoples might want to consider um, uh, drawing inspiration from. So when you come. Kind of Going to the the selection mechanism, there's uh, there's a view of the creation of a new and an independent body comprising of indigenous peoples and member states, yeah, to specifically focus on the competence and eligibility of indigenous peoples under the general, and that body could be under the general assembly. Um, There's also, there was also a view, uh, tabled, and these again these derived from the compilation of views, um, and and outlining that a an existing uh, committee or working group or mechanism could be uh, used um, to uh, yeah to to uh, determine the eligibility and the competence of these um, uh, yeah representative, representative institutions uh, that we could and also. A, an institution that, that could include indigenous peoples or in consultation with Indigenous um uh, peoples leaders, sorry. Um again the, the body must only determine the eligibility of these indigenous people's representative institutions rather than uh the status of the of if they are or are not indigenous peoples. Um uh, that that's that's a view that has been um, um table as well. So far within the UN context, what we know of, what we are familiar, sorry, what we are familiar with is the selection mechanism for the experts. But so not, not necessarily as for um, institutions, but as experts for the permanent forum, the expert mechanism, the local communities and indigenous peoples uh, facilitated working group under the UNFCCC and the uh, NGO ECOSOC committee. And those of all have very different ways of uh, of determining eligibility and and and, and a nomination process and selection uh, process. Um, you can draw inspiration from, or you can learn take best the best, yeah, the best practices. Or there might be elements that you really want to steer away from. Um, like I said, where the if you look at the, for example, the enhanced participation of national human rights institutions, um, they, uh, in addition to having established their own, the, the Paris principles, there is a, um, a selection mechanism that has been created that is can be uh, described as peer review. Um, that the, uh, the national human rights institutions, they have their own um, uh, uh, selection committee, and they review they review the, the application of uh, this incoming national human rights institutions institution based on the past principles, and the uh, this this um, selection committee is supported by the office of office of high commissioner, um, so that it can uh, so there's there's a clear link between um, the the UN and the and this institution. Um, the interesting thing is obviously peer review, and that is uh, only comprised of NHRI's institutions, and there's no um, um, participation of member states or representatives of member states in that particular process for when it comes to the the uh, the, uh, the NHRI's. So that is that's also that you can a uh, uh, something you can look into and take into consideration when it comes to the uh, Selection mechanism for the um, um, yeah for the NS participation process. So we're looking at selection mechanism and selection criteria, and obviously we're all geared towards the uh, the um, the workshop that is upcoming. So just to re- to refresh your memory again, the workshop is the end, end of next month, twenty first twenty fourth. The four topics um, are are identified derived from the enhanced uh, participation rights at the General Assembly and organized by the Office of the High Commissioner. So the only thing in terms of registration, the only thing that you need to, to provide is have an Indigo account um, and a letter of recommendation from your uh, respective representative institution or indigenous peoples. You do not require um, a NGO ECOSOC status to be able to register for the, um, for the uh, for, for the expert workshop um, you are however you are um, advised to register as soon as possible um, um, as yeah there, there's there's a limited meeting space available within the UN at Palais de Nation in, in, in Geneva and perhaps uh, if we can see there's a, there's a, a number um, uh, uh, and a solid number of participants, then we could, uh, of the Office package of could petition with a UN, UN office in Geneva for a bigger room. Um, so if you, if you do requ- uh, want to participate, please um, um, register as soon as possible. This meeting, uh, this expert workshop will not be a hybrid meeting. There's no virtual participation. It is all in-person. Um, so in terms of the submissions for, because of every expert workshop, what the, or in this particular expert workshop, uh, the submissions are, are very important. Um, so you you are invited to submit your ideas on the four topics um, and and to, yeah, advice to refrain as much as possible from history lessons, um, as the idea is to, to generate as many ideas as possible on, on the, uh, the venue of Participation, Participation Modalities, and Selection criteria mechanism. And uh, as the sub- summary report will uh, of the workshop will rely on submissions that have been reinforced on the floor during the expert workshop. So it is very important that you provide uh, your submissions in English, French, or Spanish with a maximum length of 2,500 words and to be sent to the UN by October 31st. And as you can see down below, there's an email address that, um that where you can send the um your submission to and if you so desire or if you if you think it would help other indigenous peoples and or member states um you can um, uh, yeah opt to publish the the of have your submission published on this uh, website of the office of fire commissioner uh, in terms of the recommendations obviously there's summary reports however what do we want in terms of process? Um, so, as uh, to, uh, to, um, as a suggestion, uh, you may wish to support a negotiation process that includes a, a, a resolution in September 2023, so that's next year, to start the consultations on the four topics, but in a more substantial way, um, and so that these consultations will be occurring just like the general assembly process, open, informal. Um, and take into account views of emerging from indigenous peoples that have organized through regional meetings as well. And then uh, to have a decision through a standalone resolution adopted uh, by the Human Rights Council in September, 2024. This to ensure that there's a a negotiation process, that there's participation of indigenous peoples, and that the expert workshop uh, will not be a standalone event uh, so because we had previously went round roundtables and there were summary reports of those but those um are just standalone events and not no not part of a of a negotiation process so that's a recommendation that um uh yeah that you can take into account when you provide your submissions um obviously for this uh for the um section criteria there are three guiding questions um, one is on like, how would a new mechanism for the accreditation of Indigenous people for representatives and institutions facilitate the process? The second, what be, would be the nature and the, and the membership of such mechanism? And I now realize these are f- focused on mechanism not criteria and which power would the uh, mechanism have and which other existing UN bodies could be involved in the decision on accreditations and how would its decision be appealed? And then in terms of the the selection criteria, what factors should be considered to assess if applicants are indigenous? Um, Second is which credentials would be necessary for representative of indigenous people's institutions to be considered eligible? And then which process would the new established mechanism apply in granting the status of the new category of participation? Are there similar existing accreditation processes that could be considered? Um, And, these are not, oh, sorry. These guiding kind of questions are not uh, drafted by the court or anybody, just to be very clear. These are guiding kind of questions that are, are written and by the um, uh, by the Office of High Commissioner. Um, so these are, are the guiding kind of questions that we uh, hope to be focusing on so that you have um, a more clear idea on selection mechanism and selection criteria for the duration of this uh, of this um, virtual dialogue. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Ghazali. That was uh, enriching information. Um, uh, Thank you very much. And just to reiterate what Ghazali has been saying, I have shared on the chat, uh, most of the links that are of importance to you um the topics of registration and also the links that you can use and the email to send your submission. Please review the chat uh for that information. Uh so now I will invite our colleagues from DOSIP to stop recording and then we can now move to the informal um inter- um the interactive day my
0: well, friends that's the end of the episode but there's more um way more make sure you're subscribed to the podcast um, on your favorite podcast and platform, of course. And by the way, there are more nuggets of wisdom on YouTube. So check out my name, Ghazali Uhrella, on YouTube. Subscribe and watch your favorite movie. Movie. I don't make movies. Videos, videos. Um, sorry about that. Um, and again, thank you so much for listening and bye-bye.